Hello, and welcome to Blizzard Watch, the podcast where we watch Blizzard. I I don't have more for you than that. That's what we do. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and with me this week are two stealthy co-hosts who like to be rogues all the time and just hide from things and then stab them from behind when they're not looking. It's it's what they do. Just try not to turn your back on them because they'll stab you. Uh, first up, he stabs people, Alex Zivart. Um I didn't really want that to be public information. It kind of makes my stabbing people job much harder. Yes. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm hi. sorry. So you were telling us about Valeria and the various skins, so you should probably tell that again cause, so people who you know can hear it, because I thought that was interesting. Just the uh, What about her skins? That they exist? That they're you cool? You bought them. Like, tell oh, the people what yeah. you picked up. Uh, I bought the Demon Hunter Valeria skin for 10 bucks because it was awesome enough for me to give them 10 bucks. I don't give Heroes of the Storm... I mean, it's free to play, so if there's something I actually really want, I don't feel bad buying it. Uh, that makes the game possible, and it was a really cool skin, so I bought it. And Valera is much harder to play than I expected her to be. Okay. Uh, also, this this week, she plays. She's finally settled down to playing her rogue after like going through. How many alts did you play before this? Like at least three. Um, one, two, three. There was a fourth one that I was playing for a little bit, but I abandoned. I shelved it for the time being. Okay, so it's basically you've played your shaman. I know you played your druid, and I know you play a hunter on the leveling stream. Shaman, druid, hunter, and then another druid that was on the other faction, and then also there was a monk that I was playing for a little while. Okay. And then that was the one that I kind of shelved. Well, them and the alternate druid. <laughs> I have way too many characters. <laughs> I've, I've honestly found playing more than two really hard this expansion. Like, I have four level 110, 110s, but I can't play half of them. Right. Well, and the thing is, is, like, it's not the leveling process because that's darn easy that's the part uh. that i enjoy is the leveling bit because i i have yet to grow tired of legion leveling i think the only zone that i'm kind of eh, on right now is well no there's two of them high mountain and stormheim and the only reason that i'm kind of eh, on both of them right now is just because the having to go up and down hills and around places is yeah, kind of frustrating especially if you die because i don't know who programmed the graveyard spawn system in legion but it is so messed up well here's the i think trick. it's time it's time right now to just let it so when you're dead you can fly yeah just let me fly to my freaking course. i can do that in suramar like there's sections of Sur- suramar where if you die in suramar you can fly back to your corpse which is great but i'm like suramar is a flat city why can't i do this in a high mountain it's a mountain well um, the only parts of suramar city you can fly in are the ones that like you do have to go up and down Right. Like around the zoo and stuff, which is kind of irritating. But But the trick is the trick is to not die. Yeah. And that's a good trick and everything. But like I know that I took my rogue, I was going down to activate one of the ley line things underground. And so I was in this catacomb and I had to go through a gauntlet and I died in the gauntlet. And when I got up at the graveyard, the graveyard was at the very top of the mountain, probably directly above where the catacomb was at. But in order to get back to the catacomb, I had to run around the map. And as I was running around the map, I ran into two other graveyards that were closer to where my body was, <laughs> including one right next to the entrance of the catacomb. I'm like, this is not helpful. There is nothing about this that is helpful. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's really the exact opposites in that you're t- you don't like... St- Stormheim and High Mountain. Yeah. Those are my favorites. I am so tired of Azuna and Velshara. See, I, I like Azuna and I like Velshara. But then I like all of the elfy stuff. So, you know, maybe yeah, that's pretty I'm pretty down yeah. for the elfing. It's like the same with the Azuna. Like, the, the central Azuna quest questing, I think, is okay. And then yeah. everything around it is just dreadful. Um. Yeah, the ship, the ship arena place, I think I've done that, like, on maybe two of my characters. And the other ones just kind of skipped it. And went to the good stuff. The the ship arena sucks. The pirate area sucks. The vineyard sucks. I like <laughs> the, vineyard. the vineyard. Yeah, the vineyard is fine. The vineyard uh, is fun. It's also short. It, yeah. it takes very little time to do the vineyard. Um, doing the ledge, the Illidari perch. Oh, yeah, that one's kind of... Uh, yeah, that place also sucks. But I still think I like Azuna and I like um, Valshara better than I like High Mountain. I like Stormheim because I can get, I can deal with Stormheim's level of hillishness. Right. Like I, I've not get, but High Mountain, it's just, you know, go this way, but you can't go that way because you can't, because there's a, th- a mountain in the way, so you go this way, but you can't go that way either. You have to go this way. It's like, it's faster for me to go to Witchwood and ride down 
to get to some places <laughs> than it is to just go to them. Yeah. Even though they're right next to Thunder Totem, it's faster to fly to Witchwood and ride through the tunnel. It's like, this is absurd. It is poorly done. That I don't is like it. fascinating to me because I've genuinely never had that problem. Yeah, I you just get... tell me a lot of times about problems you don't have. Yeah, so. I like, get frustrated I mean, with the altitude. I just I'm get gonna... frustrated with the with the various. And on the one hand, I appreciate it because the game has been flat for so long. I mean, how bored did I get leveling my umpteen millionth character through the barrens, which is nothing but flat open spaces. But at the same time, I think the main issue with me is just, like I said, when you die, where your court, where your ghost spawns at in relation to where your body is at is it never really seems to be in the most convenient location. And I don't know. I, I, we, need to, we need to just be able to fly when we're dead. Can we do that? Can, can we do that, Blizzard? Can you just like activate that? Like tie it into... I mean, I think it's something that should have been default when Legion came out, but I know a couple of weekends ago in the queue, somebody said, hey, do you think that maybe should have been tied to Pathfinder Part 1? And I'm like, yes. Yes, that would be a good use. That would be a good reward for Pathfinder Part 1. I don't think that it should be a reward. I think it should be by default, but just retroactively tack it on there where if you've got Pathfinder Part 1, you can fly to wherever your dead body is. Please? All I know is this. I'll say this much about like the whole height thing and why it annoys me and so forth. You guys all had the water stride amount. Yes. And I didn't because I hate it. I okay, but... just ugly. But, but here's the thing. Because <laughs> of the way that high mountains laid out, it is imperative that you have a water stride amount. Because if you don't, trying to do various world quests becomes 50 times harder. And it shouldn't be to the point where you're like, oh God, which character did I do Pandaria on? Okay, I got to get on that character and see if I can go out and buy them out. I can, great. Unfortunately, he's on a different server, so I need to borrow gold from a friend of mine on that server so I can buy this mount. What? Just so I can do world quests. What do you need that mount for? Trying to do the Falcosaur quests when you're trying to get down from uh, High Mountain, which is the closest flight point, but is literally a mountain and a half away. The only way to get there in any kind of reasonable amount of time without riding through literally everything in Valshara to do it is to get on a water mount. That's just one of many. I could literally, there's the stupid Murloc quests, there's the Kirintor quest down the coast, there's other quests in the harbor, the Helia, the Helia quest, that Sarmheim has this too. The, the one I would agree with is the Falcosaurs on like the northern shore of Valshara or whatever, like that's, that's in such a weird yeah. place. But anytime but you're ones... trying to do, no, if you're trying to do the Helia, the Helia jar quests... A lot of those are in like weird places where your options are to either fly to a flight point and then ride across the water or fly to a flight point, ride back up and then jump off of a cliff on a, and use a glider to get down. The, how I, way, yeah, how I, I either I just use a flight point on the coast or I fly to prep foot, use the kite the game gives you in this expansion and just fly down to the water that, from prep I don't prep have foot. any such expansion, any such cloak, uh, kite. Well, you should get it because all the pieces for it are in High Mountain and it gives you a so goblin I'm basically, basically fly around through High Mountain, do more quests I don't want to do in a zone I don't want to do to get this thing, which is basically the same as that stupid water mount. It's something I don't want to do, but you're telling me I have to do it just so I don't have to pull my own hair out of frustration. No. It's not if a they, quest. It's just you go find the items and then put yeah, them together. I mean, when they give you the tool to navigate within the expansion, just saying, oh, I don't have the tool. Like, well, I mean, it's free for everyone. It's a no, free guy. So welcome to the introduction of our show. We're all grouchy, apparently. <laughs> I'm just saying, I like one of the things I like about, for instance, Stormheim is that it tends to give you a way to get down to these places without having to say spend half an hour building a kite. So yeah, Stormheim is a better zone in my opinion than High. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I, if that's your opinion, that's fine. It just seems like, I mean, the way that High Mountain gives you is that glider, much like Stormheim gives you the grapple. Uh, that's right. It doesn't even matter. I have gliders. Uh, in my bags, so I don't have to build a cake. I still don't like having to go to Prepfoot and jump off and use a glider. Because here's the thing, and I don't like to bring it up too much, but I am going blind. So it is, anytime I don't have to do stuff like that, I'm thrilled. It, it's just nicer for me. I don't like it. That There you go. That's going to be it. I'm going to, I don't like High Mountain. Zuna, however, is boring. I I like Azuna better, but, but then again, I, I tend to do like the, I like their world quests better. Um, High Mountain has good world quests, so I will give High Mountain credit on that one. I've, I've yeah. gotten a lot of gear upgrades from High Mountain. Yeah, the problem with, like, you know, I've been reading chat while I've been going, like, well, the pirate places and so forth are optional. That's true. And when I 
level a new character. I don't do any of that stuff on that character. Like, I don't want to do the pirate stuff, whatever. But then you hit max level and you get to world quests. And it's like, oh, today's the Azuna Emissary. Oh, there's like four world quests by the pirates and that place sucks. So I'll just not do the Emissary today. Well, that doesn't happen. I do the Emissary. No, I think I... the only things that I deliberately skip world quest wise, we've talked to death, is just the like the wind stuff. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Sorry. Don't want to do it. Not yeah, interested. I, <laughs> the rest I of like, it, sure, I'll make it. I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. But the like the way no, no. Yeah, the um, no, I, I totally defended the Kieran Tor World Quests like the first round of them when it was like the the floaty ball and like the little path on the ground. Like I was totally okay with those, and they added that like second batch, and there's I don't want to do them. I, like, I'm gonna move on to like the news for a second because I want to tie it into what we we're just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things like this week's news, the, one of the things that happened last week was that the patch 7.2 PTR went live. Um, and I've been on it. And one of the things they've put in is the, the, the Legion assaults, which are basically like the demon invasion 2.0, uh, for 7.2 that tie into the whole broken shore stuff. And one of the things I found fascinating was when a zone gets taken over by the Legion, when the Legion assault happens in a zone, the Kieran Tor continue to offer their quests as if nothing was happening. Like, like the wind is still off, you know, there's demons everywhere, but if you want to jump around in the air, yeah, we still got There's demons on. everywhere. Can you tell which barrel I've marked? No, seriously, <laughs> yes. That is the case. <laughs> I, I rode by and like, I think it was, it, it was, it was like the wind was going. He's still there offering it. Meanwhile, I'm literally 20 yards away tanking a pit lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the other thing that got me about those other like Kieran Tor quests. Like, I haven't even read what they say about like the wind. I don't understand the purpose of it, but like. The first ones, there's like, oh, this this puzzle, we have to figure out this enigma box. Like, okay, they justified it. And like, oh, we were investigating this anomaly, so fly through these weird bubbles. Like, okay, they justified it. And then I walk up to this guy in Sewer Mark. He's like, let's play a game. I'm just like, excuse me? <laughs> the world is ending. He's like, yep, let's play the cup game. The world is like, ending, and oh. we've been doing a lot of drinking, so this is how we're going to amuse ourselves today. Would you like yeah. to play and drink? Like, play the buddy, cup game I don't have I don't have time to play your dumb cup game. I'm out. <laughs> but yeah, that's the the Legion assault is actually really fascinating. There's like lots of stuff going on in the PTR. They've made significant changes to transmog, for instance. Uh, there's you can actually look up sets, which I've done. Then they're not all in yet. Um, now is it just what I want to know is are they just doing tier sets? Is that what it is, or yeah. are they going to put in like all of the green sets too? Right now, it's just tier sets, and it's okay. not all the tier sets either. Okay. It's, when I say it's just tier sets, it's not just tier sets. It's also PvP sets. Well, yeah, that's also tier. Well, there's PvP sets. There's dungeon. There's dungeon and raid tier sets, um, and they're not all in yet because my character, like, I was looking for stuff and it wasn't there. Um, but they're they're. It they're, was their initial yeah. build. They're actually releasing a new build, I think, today. Yeah, no, I I wasn't expecting it would have it yeah. all done, but th- it's it's in. It's it's interesting to see it. It tells you like what pieces you have or don't have. Okay. It's kind of hard to test because if you don't actually have the pieces in your inventory anymore, if you don't have them in void storage or bank or anything, when you transfer a character to the PTR, they're wiped. Oh, so your wardrobe isn't really. It's not at full. I, I <sighs> I'm paranoid and I kept a bunch of stuff. Okay. All right. I have one character that I, I deliberately kept as many weapons and as much armor as I thought I could handle keeping. So I still had five pages of stuff to look at for like one one of my like for helmets and stuff, but it's not like it should be on live. I think I have four. I think. So. Well, I mean, did they change the the initial interface for like the wardrobe, or no, is it just? It's still, it's still mostly the same. It's just that they've added some. There's stuff. an additional option there to look up There's by tier set. There's one thing that actually you can click on it called sets and it looks at whatever set you have. Oh, okay. Like if you have a set in your bags, it tells you this is the set you have in your bags. Does it tell you where to get the pieces that you're missing? Yeah, but it, since it was the it was the uh, the battle gear for like you know your class hall, mm-hmm. it wasn't very helpful. Okay. It just told me to go to my class hall. And stuff okay. And All I, right. Well, but, still, it sounds like it could be a useful tool because, quite yeah. frankly, I hate having to remember the names of tier sets. Or for that matter, when there's pieces that go with a tier set but aren't actually part of it, right? That's, that's really the, a lot of the a lot of the stuff that I look at on Wowhead primarily because Wowhead's got quite the database going. I don't know if you've noticed or not. Anyway, um, I'll look up a tier on Wowhead and then I'll go look at the actual set itself and see where the lookalike pieces drop. Yeah, that's usually what I do when I yeah. do, when I recently assembled the uh, Paladin set from Mists that way. Yeah, because if there's if there's 
you know, if the tear pants don't drop or whatever, but there's a lookalike in, a, in another raid somewhere else that I haven't farmed yet, well, then I want to go farm that raid. So, If anybody is listening to this podcast in their car, I want to apologize for the uh, police sirens. I was wondering what over. that was, if that was you or Rossi. It wasn't me, but don't worry, listener. You're not getting pulled over right now. Oh, don't okay. panic. Well, it wasn't can't... me because I'm nowhere near civilization, so... I can't really help the fact that there are police sirens in my neighborhood. I'm, 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 just, I'm just letting any drivers know you're good. Ordinarily, I have push-to-talk guys, but today I can't. For some reason, it's not picking it up, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, so they, they've got that going. They've got the... Uh, the, de- the legion assaults going um i haven't actually got a chance to do the broken shore but i did notice this much um they've advanced the storyline like time has passed yes 7.2 is in the future from current stuff yes. one of the things that happened to me um i i went when i went back to the warrior class hall odin's like come speak to me as soon as you get here and i was like oh god what does he want now and i, I go you there to prove yourself no, no, when I get there, he's telling me about how he starts talking. He didn't offer me any quests or anything, uh, which I think is weird because he, he starts a dialogue box. I get the box and he's like, now that I'm free, I may go back and reclaim what is mine. And you're that like, oh, terrible. God, what are you going to do? Are you going to declare war on Older War? What, what's going to happen? <laughs> but all I know is storyline stuff is moving forward. So Okay, well, that's cool. Um, also, there was like a lot of... Oh, yeah, when I was doing Legion Assaults, um, you know how when you get you do like a various world quests and you say you're doing warden's world quests and the warden pops up and talks to you. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing like the, the emissary quest, then it's like in Azuna, it would be Ferrandis. If you're in Stormheim, it's usually Odin. Uh, somebody pops up and talks to you and tells you do this quest. Instead of those guys, it was uh, Maya of shadow song and Illidan telling me what to do. Interesting. That has and- to be like, Two of the grouchiest people giving you orders ever. Well, more to the point, can you imagine, like, if the two of them are, like, if they, are they working together? What does that meeting like? That must have been awkward. Yes. I was not prepared for how awkward this is. And then they kiss. No, they don't. No, I don't. <laughs> if, you've, maybe you've redefined kissing since the last time I did it, but um, um, that stabbing with the, round, with the round spinning edge thing is not kissing. Am I? <laughs> No, it's you get like Maiev's the one who tells you, you know, there is a demon nearby that must be destroyed, and so you go and destroy it because you know, I'm not going to argue with her. Um, but yeah, so that that's it's still very familiar. It's still very much world questing. It doesn't feel different. It doesn't. It lacks the outright oh god, I'm going to die of the actual invasion. Like remember when the invasion bosses were super hard. Like, you kind of had to almost zerg them down. Yeah, they're yeah. a little too hard. Yeah, <laughs> this feel. is not that. These guys, this is, these quests are harder than your stock world quest. Like, I am I was, like, doing it in about 865, 870 gear, and I was feeling it. Like, th- I had to work to, to do it. At one point, I went prot because it was just easier. Um, but they're not undoable. It doesn't, like, if you're gearing your character through world quests, these are accomplishable. You don't you don't have to have raid gear or, or mythic dungeon gear or anything to do this. If you've been gearing through world quests, you'll be okay doing this. But that being said, there definitely is an element that they're a step up from current world quests. They're out there. They're actually harder. So I, I don't know. I think it'll it's, it'll give people new stuff to do. Uh, it changes up the zone pretty radically. Uh, there's a quest that you get when you land in a zone that says basically do everything and you get a reward. Um, so Overall, it's pretty. They're pretty cool. I, I I think people will enjoy them, but I'm there's some stuff that needs to be straightened out. Like uh, they don't do spawns nearly fast enough. Like there were 25 people standing around waiting for a demon to respawn, and that demon doesn't respawn for five to seven to ten minutes. That's that's kind of ridiculous. That demon yeah. needs to come back. Um, and some of the quests are a little weird and jokey. Like there's one quest where you and a murloc demon hunter named like I don't know like I forget its name. Lilladon. No, it's not named Lilladon. It was like Margulir or something. But oh, okay. Because I was it, gonna it, say Lilladon is a pet battle boss. Yeah, it's it uses that character model. It's the Lilladon model, just he's riding on a fell saber and he rides with you into battle, and he's constantly his head pops up when you start the quest, and of course he just goes, and then you go and you you kill a bunch of Burning Legion guys who are trying to convert the Murlocs. I don't think even they know why. And then when you're done, he you know goes and the quest ends. So it, it's kind of fun, but at the same time, it's kind of like, what? What just happened? Did, did I, in a pet <laughs> battle guy, just do that? I, I don't know. I guess back to tanking demons, I guess. So, yeah. 
You, it's like all the quests you did with Murky in the old world quests. You're like all there's a Murky thing in every single zone. Yeah, it's you guys have done the quest in Azuna, right? Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about, right? You're talking about a Murky quest, then yes. No, it's not Murky. Uh. You you run into a Murloc who you need help. Or wait, was he a Murloc? I think he was a Murloc. You're talking about the one in Suramar? Yeah. Oh, okay. Off the coast. Yeah, in and you had to yeah. help him out. I haven't done yeah. the ceremony one. Though. Oh, okay. No, you got to go do that one because it's 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 pretty it's great. It's pretty great. <laughs> well, now that we've we've talked about that a bit, there's a lot more to seven point two, but they haven't they haven't tested it yet, so you can't really tell you much about it. Like there's new gear and so forth. If you, if you get a chance, you should go look at the the looks. So some of them are really great. The the new dungeon. There's a new five minute dungeon. And uh, I can't speak for all the gear coming out of it. Like, some people didn't like the leather. But the plate set, if they release the plate set in all these colors, I will be thrilled. Because it has the plate set with four colors. It's got gold, blue, red, and green. And they're all good. Like, it's not a bad green. It's not the kind of green where you're looking and go, oh, God, I can't believe this gear is that color. It's, like, actually a nice, solid green color. So that stuff's really nice, too. There's a lot of good stuff, sets here and so forth. But we should probably talk about other stuff because a lot of other stuff's going on this week. You guys were talking about it a little bit in the pre-show, but I figure we should just mention it now. Um, both Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm have the Lunar Festival thing happening. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, um, I admit I don't know anything about Overwatch. I don't play it. I just watch the lore stuff. So. Over, Overwatch is um, because Overwatch takes place on Earth. They're not going with the Lunar Festival thing that kind of like Blizzard Games have established. It's the Lunar New Year. It's straight up Chinese New Year. It's Year of the Rooster. Yeah. And it's lots of new skins and a Capture the Flag game mode. They're calling Capture the Rooster because reasons. There's a rooster on the flag. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a Capture the flag. flag. It's Capture the Flag. And I am delighted about this because I remember when they initially were talking about Overwatch and talking about the different game modes, they said that they weren't probably weren't going to do a capture of the flag because they couldn't figure out like there wasn't a way to make it work with all of the heroes or something like that. I don't remember. All yeah, I remember is they said, nah, we're not going to do capture the flag. Well, now we've got capture the flag. And yeah, I mean, they've still said, um, Kaplan said, you know, it's not the most balancing in the world. So we're not adding it to like competitive play. Yeah, but it's not going we'll, into competitive play. But after the event is over, it will be added to the arcade mode. So you yes. can go back and play it if you want to. Yeah. So it'll be an option in the arcade, but it's not. Which like, is cool. I'm happy with that. You know, at least there's that much. For people that want to see it, but yeah, um, if you have Overwatch, you also get a free loot box with the holiday event that may or may not have a skin in it, or it could just have duplicates of everything, or just a yeah. spray. <laughs> it could be me and end up with just a bunch of sprays. Yeah, I got three duplicates, and I got a victory pose for Junkrat that is him smoking what looks like a firecracker or a small st- stick of dynamite, like a cigar, like he's holding it by his mouth, like a cigar, and. It could be a Lunar New Year thing. I'm not sure because that's kind of Junkrat's MO anyway. So it could just be a standard Junkrat pose. I don't know. Anyway, I got it out of the loot box, which was pretty great. Um, Heroes of the Storm, though. Alex, you've been playing that today a little bit. So what's up Uh, with that? The rooster race at the start of every match is really, really hard. Uh, To the point where I feel like it's almost impossible unless you have a like a coordinate coordinated team because you have a very small amount of time to collect various items in the spawn area and deliver them to the rooster in the correct order and if people don't know Wait, how there's like a correct order too yes yes there's wow. like at the top of the screen it'll have the countdown and it'll show which item the rooster wants and if you bring the rooster that item it progresses forward one step but people don't really know how it works yet and the timer's so slim that like it'll show like oh bring in a piece of gold bullion and somebody picks up, like, a flower. It's like, oh, I'm just going to give it to the rooster. It's like, he doesn't want the flower, so you've just wasted the flower. And he still wants the gold. So it's like, if your team is not coordinating and doesn't understand what's happening, you're just not going to get it done. Oh, Whereas, boy. Do you think it's something that people are going to figure out before the event is over with? Because it's like a three-week event, right? I think they'll figure it out. But even when you your group knows, like, even if your group knows how to do it, the timer's still super slim. So, like... If the third item, because it, it can also repeat items. So you can't necessarily pick all the items up and wait to turn them in. So it might like, okay, I want a flower and then a firecracker and then another flower. But if the flower spawns at like the opposite side of the starting area, so you couldn't have like picked it up the beginning and bring it close, that might eat up your entire timer. Oh boy. So it's a tight timer where everybody has to understand what's happening 
and random spawn locations could still screw you. It's so much more difficult than the previous event things were like, oh, just kill a treasure goblin or pick up some things so the SCVs don't steal them or whatever. Like, those are all really easy. This is pretty tough. Okay. But there's also new skins available, too, for the Lunar Festival, right? Yeah, uh, Lunar Li Ming and Lunar... uh, No, Li Ming and the Monkey King for Samuro. They both have themed attacks, right? Along with the skins? I think so. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Li Ming, she had like a thing where she was like shooting fireworks and stuff instead of the usual array of spells. Neither of them really interested me, so I didn't look at them too closely. Right. Uh, I don't Lunar Leeming. I already have a Leeming skin. I have Striker Leeming, and I'm I limit myself to one skin per hero because I can only use one at a time. Which one is Striker? Uh, when she's a volleyball player. Okay, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. And that one's cool. It's like okay, I have my Leeming skin. I okay. don't care which other ones they add. I have the one I want. Okay. That's my limit. One All skin right. per hero. All right. The... Okay. That's pretty much it. Except I mean. Hmm. Well, I guess we we've talked about Overwatch and Heroes. We've talked about Pirate uh, Seven Point Two. Uh, I guess we could talk briefly about the AQ Mini Holiday. Uh, yes. it's already done and over with. But yeah, the AQ, the first of the micro holidays, was done over the weekend, and it was basically a recreation of the opening of the gates of Garage, Only not quite, because it was mostly just collecting stuff and turning it in for points. Um, and then whichever faction had the most points, they get. I guess they get like banners flown or something like that for the rest of the year until. It happens next year. Um, part of me was kind of hoping that we'd see some sort of like invasion event type thing on the scale of the original one where the, you know, the Colossus dudes. So we can crash all the servers again? Yeah, because that'd be great. <laughs> It'd be authentic. No, um, I just, I, I was kind of curious if we'd see anything like that. We did not. Um, the other thing to point out too for people who have been waiting for it, uh, I believe Nighthold LFR Wing One opened today, correct? Should have today's Tuesday, right? Yeah, today's Tuesday. Uh, it should be Mythic and Wing One should okay. be opening today. So if you've and been waiting for weeks. yeah, if you've been waiting for Nighthold LFR, go get it. It's there. And um, the next micro holiday, by the way, is next week Tuesday. It's the Kieran Tor Tavern Crawl. Oh boy! I just is that next Tuesday? To- Yes, I missed I missed the uh, call of the scarab, so I was like, hmm, I should look up the other next one real quick. Oh yeah, it's the last day of that. January. January thirty first, Kieran Tor Tavern Crawl. And that one is, I don't think that there's anything um, major involved with that one. You just go from bar to bar and drink some stuff. It's a tavern crawl. That's what it is. With the Kieran Tor, it's apt to be a good time. <laughs> so yeah, basically the Kieran Tor. They don't seem to really care about this whole Legion invasion thing. Like, all the silly stuff in the expansion, it's the Kieran Tors doing. Well, they, they pointed us at it, and then they were like, yeah, okay, you guys are handling it right. Cool, cool, like, cool. I'll be over here y'all... drinking. Yeah, like, <laughs> y'all aren't taking this very seriously. What's, cool? What's going on? It's weird because at the same time, if you're doing the Suramar questline, the insurrection stuff, they're pretty heavily involved in that. Yeah, they are. But so on the one hand, they're being real serious over in the battlefront, getting ready to invade Suramar City. Maybe the ones that are doing all of the drinking and the barrels and the things like that, those are the ones that like flunked out of their classes, so they're just doing extra credit remember, right now. Do you remember in Raph, there was that drunken mage in the sewers that gave yes. you the Kung Lush recipe? Yes. Maybe he has like a high rank in the Kieran Tor now. Like, they promoted the drunk, and now he's like, let's play cup games. Let's go to the bar. <laughs> Uh, we lost a lot of good people in the Nexus War. I'm graduated, we could get. graduated with the Masters in Kogaloosh. <laughs> you know, they do have to conjure food and drink, so maybe that is in fact something they do. Maybe. <laughs> but alright, um, I guess at this point we move on to emails, because, you know, that is what we do here on the show. Uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and put Blizzard Watch in the title, uh, in the subject line, so we know, basically we know it's for this show, because uh, we have another podcast, so it, it helps us uh, get everything straight. And, you know, you guys have been pretty good about it lately, so, you know, keep it up, but, you know, try and keep the emails reasonably short so we can try and get them all read and on the show, as many as possible. Uh, and usually reads for us, so she's going to do so for now. Okay, uh, first email is from Gaddis on Ravencrest EU, who says, Hello, gang. So we know of the holy dreadlord called Lothraxian. So my question is, if you think that he's similar to the normal dreadlords in that he goes to the twisting nether if he were to die. Awesome work. Regards from Gaddis on Ravencrest EU. 
I don't know. Where do holy dreadlords go when they die? First of all, holy dreadlord sounds like something Robin would say if he was suddenly thrown into league. Holy dreadlord! But, uh, yeah, I... Holy dreadlord's Batman. You forgot the Batman. It's essential. Batman, yeah. Well, I was trying to think of the Azeroth equivalent of Batman, and I couldn't think of anybody right off the top of my head. Holy dreadlord's Cadgar. There you go. Okay. No, Cadgar's not (laughs) Cadgar's Batman. It's it's two (laughs) syllables. It's two syllables. It fit. So sore fang. But anyway, um, no, I honestly, I have no idea. Uh... Like, Wouldn't that be a bummer? You like you redeemed yourself. You're a holy like you're you're paladin and all this. You're part of the army of the light, and you die in battle, and all of a sudden you're in the middle of like everybody that you've left behind. Does the twisting nether have like a spawn point? Would they just spawn camp him? <laughs> I don't know. I- I'm just thinking. It, to me, it's similar to. Did you ever watch Disney's Hunchback of Notre Dame? You know when there was like the old dude in the stocks and. He like accidentally got let go and he's like, I'm free, I'm free. And then he trips and he falls oh, into another set it. and goes, dang it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. is that what Lothraxian, is that what happens to him after he dies? <laughs> See, here's the thing. This is what, about the whole idea of Lothraxian in the first place. We, we've seen an awful lot in World of Warcraft about how you can be corrupted when you did nothing wrong. And like, just because someone exposed you to enough evil, you get corrupted. Like, you know, now you're, and it's just like, is Lothraxian the holy light? equivalent of that like did he get redeemed or was this forced on him like yeah. is he forcibly brainwashed by the light to think you know now i'm good and if he like died and ended up back there we'd be like oh thank god guys i was forced by this horrible outside force to do sickening benevolent things oh oh that's horrible we're gonna kill you a lot now just to make sure i, I understand i would too yes of course Torture for everyone, especially me. You know, I, I I don't know. I have no idea how this works. I don't know if Lothraxian dies if he just, instead of going back to the Twisting Nether, he goes someplace lighty, or he goes to the Twisting Nether, but he's still full of light. And Or do, maybe do, if he's not a demon anymore, maybe he just dies. Maybe, maybe he just yeah. dies. Maybe the or, Naru take him somewhere. Yes. Or he starts, <laughs> the Naru take people. He turns into a wind chime. I don't know. Uh, you know he starts talking about how great Illidan is. I don't know. We don't know anything about this guy, frankly. He's the only one we've ever seen. So, and the only other, like, anything that we've had kind of even remotely like him was the satyr that was out in Ashenvale where you redeemed him and he turned back into a night elf. Yeah, I don't think dreadlords are a species that turns back into anything. I think that's right. So I don't, yeah. Because he's not cursed. He's just a dreadlord. But now he's a good dreadlord. So, yeah, good question. We don't know. Sorry, Gaddis. <laughs> okay, uh, next email is from Steel Belly, a Pandaren warrior who has an excellent name, who says, Hey, guys, your conversation on transmog made me think. Do you think they should add some kind of function or system for quote-unquote lobbying to have missing transmog pieces added to the game. There are a few missing pieces that they've added here and there. The ICC Heroic 25 Warrior set boots are in the new Violet Hold, for example. But I think it's a glaring error that a lot of pieces simply aren't in the game right now with no way to bring attention to them. Thanks for the podcast, Steel Belly. I put this email in because I, as soon as I read it, I spent several minutes going over Violet Hold. Yes. And looking at the the boots, all the play boots, going, this don't match Warrior Tier 10 Heroic. Until I finally realized it's not normal boots and it's not Mythic boots. It's only the Heroic boots. Yeah. But the Heroic boots do match Warrior Tier 10. Heroic. 25, Heroic 25. Yeah, they're from Heroic 25. They're Tier 10. Okay. The Tier 10 boots. And I'm so angry. I could, like, go mad. <laughs> they put them in Violet Hold. <laughs> Violet Hold. <laughs> Your favorite place to be. I'm going to have to run Violet Hold over and over again because I have that set except for those boots. And I've had that set since Wrath. I didn't even have to, well, I had to farm the pants. I never did. But I, everything else, I have that set and there's no belt or boots. And now they put the boots in. They didn't put a belt in yet. Thanks, Maybe guys. they did and it's just hiding somewhere and you haven't found it yet. Thank you. I needed that in my life. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's it, it's quite maddening. But in terms of them having a system to lobby for stuff, sure, we could use that. Uh, I think they know we want things, though. I don't really feel like we need, like, what system would it be? Like, you know, a box somewhere? I could just type in, you know, I could open the transmog window and just open and type in, give, give me this piece. I mean, I'm not sure what you mean you, by a lobby. You click on the box, box, it gives you a piece of paper, 
and you fill it out and you drop it back in the box. So what, like in Stormwind, there'd be like an actual box to turn it? Like out, like out, like by the transmog vendors, like it's the transmog vendor like suggestion box. Like, hey, you know, only it's all glowing and purple and ethereal. We think it would be really cool if we had like a pizza party once a month, and they read it. They're like, we're not responsible for that. We, we don't do pizza. We're but, incorporeal. We're held together. We're beings of light and void held together by bandages. We don't do we'll, pizza. We'll, we'll take that under advisement, I guess. We'll think about it uh, the very, very day it becomes relevant to our interests. Yes. But, um, I, I think this place exists and it's called the forums. Yeah. That being said, you know, it would be nice if they added more stuff like that. I mean, I the fact that the, those warrior boots have obviously existed this whole time, but weren't in the game. Yeah. Like, or one that always drives me crazy. And I remember like Anne and I were running this raid at the same time. So she'll remember a lot of complaints about it. They made no shoulders for plate classes. Yeah. There were no shoulders. If you wanted shoulders, you had to get your tier set because there wasn't a single pair of sh- cataclysm was the no shoulders expansion. Like we, I remember that was like a running theme. McCurley and I would complain about it literally every week. There were just and- no shoulders anywhere. It was just like, you know, seriously, if you want shoulders, you know, you had, if you were doing Firelands tier and you wanted shoulders, you had to get your tier piece because there just wasn't any, there weren't any for anybody else. It was like they, they had one set of shoulders and they were tanking shoulders. I think they were probably healing shoulders. There was nothing for DPS. If you wanted shoulders, you had to get your tier piece. It was so strange. And they really should, if you're, if you've put together like a, a lookalike set from Firelands, you don't have shoulders. Like it, there's shoulders that just don't exist. So I, I really feel like that kind of thing, there's, we've talked in, in extensive detail before about like lots of pieces we would like to see them added, but just in terms of, yeah, there's lots of stuff they should add. I think they should keep, as much as I'm not thrilled to have to go back to Violet Hold now. Now you kind of want to, because that's go. where the boots are. Think about like all these dungeons that you might be willing to go back to. Like imagine if they made, you know, like if they actually made an Oculus time walking and you're already going, oh, my God, no. But then they put in that piece that you don't have. That, that one you, piece. Yeah. They, there's lots of stuff like that out there. Um, Dome I, Hammer in the chat channel says, I want the Scholomance sets added back. Yes, me too. That yeah, is, that okay. is, they were removed back when Cataclysm came out. Well, yeah. not, it, no, Miss of Pandaria. When they did the revamp to Scholomance, they took out those class or the little they were small blue sets of gear, and yeah. I have a few of them, like a few bits and pieces of them right now in my wardrobe from the few mm-hmm. characters that had gotten bits and pieces, but there are so many that I'm missing, and I can't get them again. There's no That's way. Like, when they, when they, did, they did this like in other ways. like They did it with the Zolgarub gear. Yeah. There was Zolgarub gear. Those original, including... yeah, the Spider-Man plate. Yeah, they put that back in. Uh, on people who just dropped random greens in Pandaria, trolls that you would fight. Uh, trolls the on the Isle of Thunder, yeah. Yeah, not just on the Isle of Thunder. There were wandering groups that you could also try and get a, a mount off of. Right. And those guys dropped the Warbringers. Yeah, they dropped. Dude, those guys were people. so annoying. Leveling an alt after they added those, and you're just like questing and questing, and then just a random max level elite troll walks by and just like you're dead now. Yeah. This the, is it. This is your life. You're dead. But as much as that was annoying, they did actually have the ZG pieces on them. So you could kill them and get those pieces, including stuff like the polearm drop that you can't get anywhere anymore. Like there was a pole on the halberd of smiting that you just could not get. And then they, they, uh, the same model now drops off those guys. So they do do that sometimes. And I definitely want to encourage it. Uh, I don't know if like having, I don't know what the lobbying system would be. Like I, th- I think Alex is dead on that. That's just the forums. Just kind of have to go there and mention it. Cause I, I can't see any other unless they wanted to like add some kind of feedback box to the transmog interface, but that would just be weird. I mean, there is the forums exist for a reason. There is an in-game I think suggestion box under the like, customer service, but I would be shocked if anybody looks at that because you know, <laughs> dumb crap they probably get. I yeah, I think your forums would probably be the best bet. I I don't I don't know. I know that I think the European forums added a section for transmog. I want to say that they did. I don't know if the U.S. forums has a section for transmog. I haven't been to the forums in a while. Um, but, yeah, bringing it up there is probably your best bet. Because that's where it's going to get read. And that's where people, if other people are looking for the same thing, then they're just going to upvote the heck out of that and go, yeah, and while we're at it, how about this thing? You know, maybe that's the place to do it. 
anyway, thank you for the question. And also thank you for queuing Rossi into the fact that he's going to have to go through hell now. Oh, we're to going to Violet Hold. We're going to Violet Hold this week. No, we aren't. Oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> I, I, oh, I can go on Tanking Strike. <laughs> no, Sugar Ma. <laughs> anyway. It's going to be heroic, too. Our next email is from Shad, who is a Blood Elf Prot Pally from Hydral US, who says, The Suramar questline, specifically Elisan part, seems to be a retelling of Eschara's betrayal of her people. This would make sense, given the last two years, which have been a retelling or incorporation and sometimes a retconning of previous lore. Also, what is most likely to break your sense of immersion and enjoyment that you think could be easily fixed? Proud Patreon supporter, Shad, Blood Elf Prop Pally, proud reason for all wipes for Wolves of War, Hydral US. I don't want to do any spoilers here. Yeah, please I... don't, because I haven't finished the Suramar stuff yet. But I don't agree. I'm working on it. Yeah. Elisan's motivations are entirely different. Yeah. yeah. Like, love Elisan or hate her. And Elisan does have a lot of negative qualities. Yeah. But she's no Ashara. Like, no, she's like isn't... opposite end of the spectrum, really. This is somebody that if she could figure out a better way, she, she would have. It. Yeah, she just doesn't yeah. see it. And there's there's stuff in the raid and stuff that happens before you get to the raid, like when you're doing the quests. So that I'm not again not going to do spoilers, but stuff that talks that ties into like why why she does what she does and how she does what she does. That's very distinct to her, and is not. This is not somebody who's like I'm so great. That the only people who can possibly be as good as me are are a titan. Yeah, Elizon's like, Elizon is like, uh, how do how do we survive this terrible situation? I don't see any other way out. Whereas Ashara was like, Sargeras, he sounds hot. Let's party. Yeah, <laughs> possibly less like that. But Ashara, yeah. the Paris Hilton <laughs> of, of society. Um, no, I think Elizon, she. I mean, there are reflections of things that are happening in Suramar and the way that people are treated in Suramar that obviously point to the fact that the Legion is not a good thing. But Elisand didn't really have a choice. She didn't have much of a choice at all. It was go ahead and let them do what they'd like to do and, and try and work with them or everybody dies. And she just spent the last 10,000 years making sure everybody was alive so the last thing she wants to do is, you know, destroy all of her people. Is it a terrible choice to make? Yeah. Was it the right decision? Probably not. But what were her options? How many options did she have? So I don't I don't think, you know, in Ashara's situation, it was very much he showed up and said, hey, I've got all kinds of power. We want to rebuild the universe in your glorious visage. And she was like, yeah, sure. I am so on board with that. It wasn't a matter of her people's survival. She didn't care about her people's survival, like, in the slightest. She sent, she was perfectly okay with the Legion running around culling people that were kind of inferior and didn't belong in Ashara's perfect vision of the world that was to come. She was okay with that. Elisand is not, it's not the same thing. It's just, it's not the same thing. And if, you know, in Thel- uh, is turning things around now, but if Elizond wasn't there to, like, play like play the role that she is and be that kind of ally with the Legion, Suramar probably would have been just wiped off the map and Thelistra wouldn't be alive to ask for help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a delay tactic involved that Elizond maybe not not intended, but that's how it played out. And that Suramar has been there long enough for us to show up and help because she sided with the Legion. Yeah, and... To answer your other question about what's the most likely to break my sense of immersion, um, a quest where I'm suddenly talking to a murloc and doing weird murloc things. Obvious quests, pop culture reference. Obvious cop culture references at this point don't do it because I've seen so many of them. But suddenly turning into a murloc baby and spitting bubbles at crab people while being cheered on by another murloc baby... I I'm sorry. This this it feels like they they fail to read the room of the rest of the expansion. The entire rest of the expansion is like demons are coming, demons are here, and we must. Fight. And then then there's okay. Maybe it was the same person who decided to like make the Kirin Tor a bunch of drunken dudes that like to count barrels. I don't I, know. I suspect it is in fact the Kirin Tor. 
It's all the Kieran Tor. It's that drunken guy that Alex mentioned in the sewer. He's got a <laughs> thing for Murlocs. Him and King Murgle Murgle got together and it's like, why are you here? You know how there's like eight or nine schools of magic? There's the one that they don't mention. It's like the twelfth, the forbidden twelfth school. <laughs> the party school. It's the school of debauchery. <laughs> like, we don't talk about that one. But they're everywhere. They <laughs> are everywhere. Total party school. But like, yeah, it's it, like the pop culture stuff. It's like, you could have told like a cool story here. But instead, we're just like watching your version of a movie. But it's bad. Just tell a good story instead of giving me like Harrison Jones again or whatever. Like I said, there's there's pop culture references that I'm fine with, like Toshley Station in in Burning Crusade, where if you know it's a pop culture reference, you know it's a pop culture reference. But if you don't, it's just a bunch of gnomes out in the out in middle of nowhere, and it's fine because yeah. why wouldn't gnomes be there? There have been various ones throughout the years. Bud in ZA was not a good one. He he was very distracting. That was terrible. Like they took the entire story of ZG and just made it weird redneck people. Yeah. What? I didn't ZA ZG guy. No, Bud was at ZA. Yeah. I didn't. Whatever. I didn't... Whichever one. Whichever one had Zuljin, right? ZA was Zuljin. Yeah. Zulaman. Yeah, that was Zuljin. Yeah. So Zuljin himself is like a, a character from. Like he he got a place in Heroes of the Storm because he was like a major figure in Warcraft too. Warcraft, yeah, major Warcraft. And thing. he was a major Warcraft figure. And when he finally got to Zulamon, like, oh, they're gonna do something awesome with this guy. They got this amazing trailer. Like something's gonna go down. And now it's just Bud's crew. It's like, let's get treasure. All right. Okay. That's what you want to do. I don't know. I loved ZA personally, but I love ZA as an actual series of encounters, but. I never really thought about the story of it because there really isn't much story to it. Like, I mean, obviously you want to stop Zuljin just because the guy's real mad and he's not going to, I got, I liked the whole, I spit on the horde bit. You know, I thought, you know, of course he'd be mad. The horde, you know, comes to him, asks him for an alliance. He agrees to it. And then they let the blood elves in. The, yeah. The, yeah. This is, I don't know, man, that ZA trailer is still one of my favorite trailers from the game. Yeah, like that very end where he goes, we gonna bury you here. I'm like, ah, it, every time. It's fantastic. I love that trailer. I love that dungeon. I love that raid. It was one of my favorites back in the day. But yeah, it, it's pretty, there's stuff that does break my my immersion. I honestly feel like, I don't know. I don't know how you could actually easily fix the, the Murloc ones except not to have them. And I guess some people like them. So I, 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 I like them but so, i'm yeah. weird so you know everybody's weird this everyone has something they like that other people don't like like i've said one of my favorite additions to world of warcraft is when they add something i can ignore i don't know be so happy brawler's guild i never go to it i don't care about it at all yay add more stuff like that brawler's guild is one of those things where it's like um i go at the end of the expansion when i've run out of things to do and go oh yeah that thing is here i'm gonna go do that thing and then i get really into it but as far as immersion goes for myself I don't, I don't know. Maybe I just don't look at the game through the lens of being immersed in it so much as I just like reading everything there is to read. And yeah, nothing really kind of knocks me out of it. There's some stuff where I sit there and do a double take and go, I'm sorry, what am I doing right now? But nothing, nothing. And most of it is Murloc stuff. (laughs) I know what the one thing this expansion was that completely shut me down. What? When you're in Thunder Totem Uh in High Mountain and you go around a corner, you're looking for drums, and you run into a room, and there's that paladin with the two unconscious Tauren ladies. Oh, yeah, Marcus. Oh, that, the romance novel guy. I wouldn't Marcus. say that that broke my immersion so much as I just straight up was like, what the... What just happened here? No, never mind. I don't want to know. Yes. Yeah, that guy right there. That that's like Marcus? Marcus that Jonathan. Took, yeah, that took me a couple minutes to get my head around. The He's... Fact that I, he, he graduated head of the class from the School of Debauchery. I mean, he's a paladin, but before then, he was part of the Kirin Tor. Little known fact. Anyway, uh, our next email is from Zam, who says, Dear Watchers, have any of you tried out the dynamic cam feature yet? It changes the camera perspective from directly behind and above your character to an over-the-shoulder view. It's only available through the console commands right now, although there is an add-on for it, and it takes some adjustment to get right, but it really changes how you see... Azeroth. It's a pretty cool feature that I recommend if you're looking for a new perspective and experience in WoW. Sincerely, Zam. I didn't realize... I I knew that it was there, and then they took it out. I didn't realize you could still access it with the console commands. They, uh, 
they I think they turned off the option because either people were accidentally turning it on or it was accidentally being turned on. It was like by on default. by default or something, yeah. And um, I don't like it. The way yes. it, it wiggles around. No, I can't do it. My problem with dynamic cam is my same problem with like Skyrim and, and Fallout. Um, I don't like a first person or close to first person perspective. I like to be able to see my character and the area around them. I actually like the game up and behind me a bit. I don't want it that, you know, dynamic cam isn't first person, but it's right there. And it's much more, you know, like you can kind of see part of your head, like at least the time I had it on and I was desperately trying to get it to turn off. Um, so I don't like it. It's not really for me. It like, also get... did that thing where, like, if you clicked on the NPC, the camera would move to, like, focus on the NPC. And just, like, that much camera movement, Yeah. it ugh, kind of makes it, me want to barf. It feels like a movie where they're, like, you know, they're trying to do dynamic cinematography with the camera, but it ends up just shaking it a lot. That's kind of, I don't, I'm not a fan. But uh, if, if it's your thing, cool. If you'll play a lot of Skyrim and that's the perspective you like, cool. I, um... I haven't seen this in action yet, but now I kind of want to try it out just for the purposes of taking screenshots to see if I can get some extra angles out of it because that sounds fascinating. So probably would be it'd probably be great for like just going around the world. Yeah, like you know if you just wanted to like do a video where you rode around and showed people stuff, that would probably be great. I I can't play that way. Like you know, it's just it isn't for me. Okay, well we've got time for I think one more question here. Um, this is from Annalise, human paladin on Moonguard, who says, Dear Oglers of the Storm, which I actually really like that title. It's kind of dirty. I feel bad for storms now. Oglers of the Storm. Yeah. What is the best glitch you have ever personally seen in World of Warcraft? For instance, I just finished a Skyreach instance where the druid tank's travel form glitched while the healer was riding him. For the rest of the dungeon, the healer could heal while riding on the bear tank's back. Thank you for all your hard work, Annalise. My favorite I want to go one. Last, I want to go last. So I can see if you guys get mine. Okay. Okay. My favorite one was when uh, Death Knight Death Death Grip would glitch if the Death Knight was standing on a boat. So, for example, if you were standing on the boat in Booty Bay and you Death Gripped somebody that was on the pier, the game didn't know where to put the person who was gripped. So they would fly to like the default like boat location, would which was underneath shot across the world, which was under Hillsbrad. So you would start in Booty Bay, you'd be death gripped, and then you were just being thrown through the planet, just flying through the void until you reached the boat underneath Hillsbread. And you got there and you were just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I love it. And that one nothing was, will top it. That one was pretty great, actually, now that I'm remembering that one. Because, like, a lot of the – a lot of the – okay, I may have done some exploration in my time – when I was like a player back in vanilla on my baby characters. Um, so a lot of those glitches and things are things that I've done, um, like corpse hopping so that I could go see old caverns of time before the caverns of time were ever a thing. Um, that was an accident though. I, I went up to the caverns of time, the door of the caverns of time, and there was a dragon there and the dragon murdered me. And when I went to go get my corpse, I realized I could run through the wall. Um, I didn't try rezzing on the other side. I just ran in as the corpse and went, whoa, what is all this crazy stuff down here? Uh, there was another one that was very deliberate where if you took a mage into the dead mines and then you used blink to get back out of the portal, you could fall through the world. There was a spot where you could jump off and you'd fall into an ocean far below anything else and then you could swim and there was this place with like floating emerald trees this all sounds like some really bad trip but i swear to god it was there um, and i have screenshots from it still somewhere uh so a lot of the a lot of the glitches that i liked were all very much they were exploration glitches um getting into old high jaw involved rock climbing like uh any of the hopping what do they call that alex you know what I'm talking about. The walking on terrain stuff? Wall yeah, climbing? the the wall climbing stuff, but it was there was a specific term for it where you just like hop up the side of vertical walls and things like that. Um I got very good at that. And this was all I think it was just like this my favorite glitches were the ones they were all exploration related back in vanilla when you couldn't fly. There was no way to get to, to the places to see the things that you hadn't seen before unless you figured out how to get there. So yeah. Rossi? Well, Alex got the one I was going to say. 
Okay. Which is that, but the slingshot. Because <laughs> that was one of the mess, most. I, it was I pretty had, crazy. <laughs> I had a death night at the time, and I immediately went and tried that out as soon as someone told me about it, and I was like, oh god. <laughs> I am yeah. like a god as long I, as I stay I took on this a, boat. I took a friend down the booty bay, and I didn't tell him what I was going to do. I oh no! <laughs> I took a friend down there. I'm like, hey, I want to try something. He was like, all right. So we duel, and I death grip him, and he just types into chat as he's soaring through the planet. He just writes, "What have you done?" <laughs> but one of the ones that it wasn't—I don't know if this counts as a glitch or just a slight exploit. But there's this happens several times. There's several places in the world where you could do this, where you could basically um, you could get feared, or you could like charge was notoriously weirdly buggy in very specific circumstances. One of the bugs is because of the thing called the desync bug. Where you, this was way back. I don't know if it still has it, but you charge at something and then the world would go away. Like the world, actually, not the world, just everything in it. Like you'd still be in the world, but all the animals and stuff would be gone and you would be alone in a, in a completely empty Azeroth because it desynced you. Like you were now not in sync with the rest of the server. Um, or the, the other thing the desync bug would did was it would kind of like you charge and you take the strangest path imaginable. Like, I was trying to charge to you and you're across a body of water, like a, like a river or something. And I go sideways down into the river, back up, kind of around a tree and then to you. So, Rossi, you might appreciate this. Uh, Varian Heroes of the Storm has charge. Mm-hmm. And um, so it works pretty much like WoW's charge that you hit charge and on your target and you'll just travel in a straight line to him. But if anybody uses abilities or ultimates that like create terrain, like Leoric's Entomb creates walls... Uh, Varian, you can still use charge because it considers, okay, you're still in range with this person to use charge, but then he will just zoom off in random directions to try to navigate this thing, so like depending on how much stuff is in the way he might just travel up to a different lane and around and all the way back down again instead of taking that straight line. Yeah. It reminds me of old charge and wow. But the thing is, is, if you use charge properly um, and there's other ways to do this, and I think Ann and I went and did this one at one point, but if you did it in at Stratholme you could do this in a room oh, and yeah. charge, and you'd end up underneath Stratholm. Yeah, I took you there. Yeah, you took <laughs> me there. But you could do this, like, back in the day with charge, you could do this. And I did it not not at Stratholm. I did it in Stormwind. I charged a rat in Stormwind for no particular reason, just try, wanted to get a little f- faster, so there's a rat over there. I charged it. I ended up under Stormwind. And back in the day, WoW looked three-dimensional, but it really wasn't. It, it was, was kind of, of smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of camera tricks to give you the impression. Stormwind was actually like a movie set. It was flat. It yeah. was like there were flat pieces. You can still... There there was a glitch that happened when I was in um, Eversong where all of a sudden my flying mount could actually fly. Uh, and I flew over Silver Moon City and got some, fo- or some, some photos. I got some screen caps of Silver Moon City, what it looks like from above. And it's the same thing. It's the same principle where everything is like you can see it if you fly from Silver Moon to the Isle of Kel- Keldenos and you look over to where Silver Moon is at. You can see it in action where there's like these flat panels that suggest depth without actually being there, like solidly yeah. there. Even in New Stormwind, there are some places I don't know if they fixed them, but like as recently as the Legion pre-patch, they were still there. Some of the buildings in Stormwind are like two houses kind of smashed together to make a bigger house. And where the rooftops, like where the seam is, you can slip in between them. And if you slip in between, you drop through the buildings and you get into like the innards of Stormwind. Yeah. And that, back, it's still like that. I did this back in the day and I ended up in old Stormwind, like in Stormwind when it's basically underneath Stormwind where there's nothing. It's a giant flat plane. And you can like run and you can basically go under, like the, back then you could go under the stockades and look up and see the stockades rooms. And you could mm-hmm. do this with the other dungeon that wasn't in the game. There was another one that was like out on another, another Island. It had like an instance portal and two guards in front of it, but you couldn't go in because there was like a gate in the way you yeah. could run under that and look up and see the rooms. So was, that was, you know, that was yeah, I think basically what I'm saying is pretty much all of our, our favorites are either yanking a dude halfway across the planet and, or exploration. Getting, they, Exploration they, they glitches. Also, uh, the boat in Stone Talon. The boat in Stone Talon was awesome too. Oh yeah. god, they, they that all was kind great. of they all kind of involve getting where you're not supposed to be under the game yeah. world and ruining the whole illusion. <laughs> yeah, ruining the immersion. That's the best way to ruin the immersion. 
go yeah. someplace you should not be. Anyway, uh, that wraps us up for emails, and that kind of wraps us up for the show, too. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have an email, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com and put Blizzard Watch in the subject line. Uh, that way we know it's for us. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will be here next week. 